The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the great wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are under attack by undead dwarves in the mines. Butthole tried to make friends with them before determining they were evil. Juniper and Reginald are ready to back him up as things go bad. And Quinny is puppeting the dead boss of the zombie dwarves. Can they defeat these undead workers and maybe become the big boss themselves? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You found an office full of undead dwarves. Roll for initiative. Alrighty then. <sighs> that was almost a one. Not great. Where's your luck now, Quinny? <clears throat> well, it wasn't a one, so my luck is still it's banging. It's great. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you found it so so quickly. It's good. Uh, that's a 12 yep. on initiative. Ah, oh, nuts. I got 11. I got an eight for butthole. <laughs> We're killing it. And Reginald gets an 18. Oh, shit. Reggie. Good Man's thing Reginald always... is always at the front of, of the group in order to uh, facilitate the combat. That's that's the right place. It's exactly where you want him. Um, okay, so I'm going to roll for them. Oh, wow. It's just, it's just shit rolls all the way down. Uh, so there's some good, good news there. Um, okay, so that's that and that. Okay, fantastic. So top of the round, uh, Reginald. So as you'll recall, um, you've you've made your way to the office of the uh, the, the foreman of uh, of the mine, seemingly uh, foreman Gulper. Um, after puppeteering his body a bit, Quinny, uh, in a uh, a weekend at Bernie's attempt to uh, get the the uh, doors to pay attention to you and follow you, uh, you managed to entrance a few, only to to lose their. Um, focus at some point uh when uh butthole arrived and loudly declared uh his his usual kind of hello new friends bit uh and they are they are not new friends they are new enemies and they are attacking you um juniper and reginald are still down the hallway uh that you took from the forge uh deep within the uh the mines that you've been exploring uh as your way of breaching the defenses of a car uh so you're you're deep underground 
been dealing with some gerbil problems and now <laughs> you've got you've got worker problems um, of, of the highest degree so reginald you're up first uh you are not with the group <laughs> you are <laughs> behind the group uh like the hero you are what do you do uh reginald goes oh balls uh and he like <laughs> he sets his hammer down and just raises his heavy crossbow and he hits a little button so it splits to firing in two directions around butthole and then he just shoots so he gets his two attack actions of shooting his heavy crossbow nice i appreciate that you flintstone uh bowling balled that for me so that yeah i don't need to talk about <laughs> butthole dodging that's great uh okay um so go ahead please with your your two attacks so as you recall uh there were i believe four coming straight at butthole and four um that had uh surrounded the desk and are now moving towards uh towards the door as well um, I think reasonably we can say you could probably hit two of them through the door. Um, in the interest of trying desperately and invariably failing uh, to keep track of all these guys, um, we are going to say uh, the two dwarves that are are in the door frame right now are uh, Beardo and uh, <laughs> uh, Broken Lamp. He's got like a minor cap on that's got a broken broken lantern mm. thing on it. Uh, so you're firing a Beardo and broken lamp. Great. Beardo gets a 13. 13 against Beardo, the greatest villain you have ever encountered in the history of... Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> Yay! Okay, and that will do... A whole six piercing damage. Six piercing, all right. He's playing to his strengths with this crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever keeps him away from the front lines is going to speak to Reginald. The, Plus, uh, I don't think, realistically, it's a tight hallway. I don't think you get past, like, a combat wheelchair and another character. Uh, no, second, no. It'd be one of those, like, if we just fully theater the, the imagination and just don't imagine anything, then yes. If we try and have a picture <laughs> of our heads, then no. Um, I will say, uh, this will probably come as no surprise, but uh, when the bolt strikes Beardo, uh, there's no, no reaction from from Beardo. There's no, no cry of pain or, or recoiling against the strike. That makes sense. Broken Lamp uh, is a 24. That will also hit, yes. And that is seven piercing damage. Hell yeah. He will use this crossbow only to annoy. <laughs> just imagine that uh, clip from Parks and Rec of Ron Swanson just walking the computer out and throwing it in the trash. It's just like Reginald getting rid of his crossbow at the end of this combat. Um, all right, great. So anything else you want to do in your turn there, sir, before I move on? Uh, at that point, I think he just feels like, I think this is a you problem. Uh, and he's just going to turn back around, like lower his crossbow, pick up the hammer in case they get rushed from behind. All right, great. I uh, love that. Uh, next up, we have Quinny. You're invisible. You're in the room. You, <laughs> you're at the desk with, uh, with Gulper, Foreman Gulper. Uh... Yeah. Um I think uh how many enemies do we have? It was like two groups of six, right? Like it's twelve. Yeah, total? I couldn't yeah. remember if it was four or six. It's definitely I feel six. like it's two groups of six. Yeah, yeah it was a very packed room misremembering also. Okay. Um I don't have what? a lot of like group stuff. Who does does anyone appear to be stronger or tougher than the rest someone uh, that we want to get started on chipping away at they all seem about the same to you there's no kind of clear elite for lack of 
non-meta term <laughs> um, sure. enemy. But yeah, none of them are, are like they're all different shapes and sizes, obviously uh, across the spectrum of like you know shapes they could be. But mm-hmm. um, there, there's no one who stands out as as stronger or better. Uh, aside, okay. perhaps, from Foreman Gulper, who is very dead and is not moving. Okay. I think I'm going to delay my action, hold action, until after Butthole goes for this round, if I may. Um, sure. I want our two holy, holy warriors to do their whatever they want to do to zombies. Uh, and I would like to basically do cleanup of any survivors. All right. Yeah, I dig that. Um, it'll be so, it'll be Eldritch Blast, two Eldritch Blasts after Butthole's turn. Whatever happens. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so holding your action uh, until Butthole is gone. Uh, speak. Oh, well, no. Sorry, I lied. Uh, Juniper, uh, yeah. you're up next. So you're between Reginald and Butthole. Mm-hmm. You see the enemies kind of closing in on, on, uh, on Butthole to... Crossbow bolts whip past uh, either side yep. of, uh, of your head, uh, sort of whizzing by the chair, um, striking them through the door. What do you do? None of them have engaged. Like, are, they're not they like, up close, yet. right? They, they will on their, their turn because it's a small enough office. Um, yeah, but that, that's okay. Different. They'll they'll get flooded with the light of the moon. Um, Interesting. Before Some their turn. Light so. of the moon attack. I, I, I'm not familiar. Interesting. Light yeah. of the moon, protect me. Oh, that's a southern moon. Yeah, a a different voice there. Old West Juniper. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's the the sheriff part. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, you get busted down to deputy. You don't do the voice. That's why I'm already dead. You know what? This makes sense though, because we're approaching miners, and that feels very old west. So this all checks out. Yeah, yeah. She comes out when it feels like old timey. Yeah, Yeah, it's like whenever like Harrison Ford's trying to do an accent, and it's like fully accented Russian, and then he yells once, you're like, Indiana Jones, when did you get here? Um, yeah, of course, I cast Moonbeam on the group that's uh, whoever's closest to approaching. Cool. So uh, that'll definitely get Beardo, Broken Lamp, uh, and their, uh, I think we'll say three. You can get three with that. Okay, um, cool. And so we're also going to get Eyebrows, uh, who has big, bushy eyebrows, you know, like cool. a proper Grizzled Old Prospector. Honestly, guys, I love Grizzled Old Prospector, so I'm just going to keep pulling details I like from Gus Chiggins and SNL. They're each going to have one. Um, someone's going to have a tin can. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can get three of, of the six that are are converging on the door. Okay, delightful. Um, I haven't cast Moonbeam in, like, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Uh, this is them entering, me casting it on them, right? I believe so. This is the turn. This is the turn. This is yeah, a turn. I would, they start I would buy that. I don't know if then, that's yeah. technically correct, but that makes perfect sense to me. That like, makes sense to me, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're immune to the beam of light coming yeah, down. Yeah, it's like, like, I have cast it. There is. Oh, well, I'm just already standing here, so I'm fine. <laughs> but thank you for trying. And then you take one step and suddenly your body explodes. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I'd buy yeah, that. radiant damage is raining upon you. Uh, so like they, have to make con- they have to make constitution saves. Uh, constitution saves, all right. Yeah. Uh, what's the DC I'm rolling against? DC is uh, 16. 16. Yeah, okay. baby. All right. I'm just going to cast that. DC pretty level. good. Hell no. There are no saves to be had. Well... I rolled like shit, so they take six damage each. 
Reginald what? shoot them with his crossbow again? Like, Good what's, God. What's I just rolled like shit on my D10s. Is just it the, the light of Does the moonbeam turn, turns into a collection of not great crossbow bolts that <laughs> land right by Reginald's. <laughs> it, it, it lights upon them and they sizzle with moon energy, putting it into them again in exactly the same way. <laughs> Light of the moon, slightly annoy them. Yeah, I think based on his roles, it's like Beardo took one in the foot and then, you it's know, like, Broken Lamp has a bolt in an eye with a 24. Like light of the moon, fine. give them a mild rash. Like, it's not great. <laughs> By the tan of the moon. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if there isn't a soundboard that comes out of this, we're doing our jobs incorrectly. Um, all right, Melanin fantastic. activate. What happened to you? I just stood too close to a lamp for too long. Uh, and then someone shot me in the foot. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Juniper, is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Nah, man, I, that's everything I can do. It's, it's good. It's good. It's in the right place. I could Misty Step for fun, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like? Misty Step in where the rest of them are outside <laughs> of the yeah. range of the moonbeam. It's like, oh, who oh, no. We have established that it will hurt you when you enter it. So don't don't teleport there. Yeah, you guys can see it. <laughs> it is a light, yeah. Yeah, it is of radiant moon. moonlight. Yep. All right, uh, butthole. Uh, the light of the moon is protecting you. <laughs> Great. Um, Butthole's right at the front. He basically is going to like run up to the edge of it, edge, edge of the moonbeam, so he can hold them in it if they're going to try to fight him and come against his shield, standing just outside of it, mm. and just say like, well, I tried to be friends. So first you dealt with butthole, and now you deal with the butt hammer. Uh, and he just raises Moonlight Bringer and bangs it against the shield in front of him and raises it over his head, and a giant golden version of himself expands outward in light and just flies forwards. Uh, and he is going to cast Destroy Undead. Mm. So we'll also confirm if they're undead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they all need uh, any undead within 30 feet, which I'm imagining might be all of them, depending on the size of this office, because he's getting as close as he can. Uh, they need to make a DC 18 will save. Oh, baby. All right. We're good. We can just uh, we can carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no rolls required. I actually wrote down will save. That's very funny. It must be. It's, it's also, that's be amazing. Will- that's great. That wasn't what I was going for. But yes, good, good. It spreads. <laughs> that's that's my God. that's my OLG 2.1.2 is everyone has to say will save. That's Did you the only say will save the first time? I, I, I wrote. So. I read will save off of my sheet where it said oh will God, save. Oh, my God. I didn't even catch it. Listen, no! I was taught to play this game by Tom. They are canonically will that, save. That's true. Yes. I, I tell you the wrong thing. But also my point stands. No dice roll is required. <laughs> Oh. So like I wasn't making happens. a joke about that. I like that though. It's a good thing. with a golden version of himself. And yeah, they don't do it anything. just it passes it passes right through them. Just a, a, a mighty majestic uh they're just consumed by a giant majestic golden butthole, um and and nothing happens. Fuck, man. Okay, so they're not undead. Quinny, fix it. Somebody <laughs> yells into the room. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium plant here of dumdums and dragons. And yes, it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? Yeah, so I said I would do Eldritch Blast. Um, so that's my, this is me taking my delayed action. Um, I want to Eldritch Blast um, two separate enemies mm-hmm. um, that are not currently in the uh, the Shower of Radiant Moonlight. I want to push two more guys in so that they take damage from me, then they get moved in and should then take damage from Juniper. 100%, yep. Yeah, and Butthole prevent them from moving too far. Now he's just using his full body <laughs> and it, you know, toothy hammer his shield to just bang them into the moonlight uh dwarf a okay yeah that's, uh, gonna, that's be gonna be a rope belt rope belt He's got uh, an 18 a rope to hit. for a belt <laughs> <clears throat> and the second one is a 21 to hit 18 and 21 for yep that that'll also hit tin can sam okay and so it's a 10 on one 
and a six on the other, and I move them 10 feet into the uh, moonbeam. Uh, sorry, you said a 10 on one oh, and a six lovely. on the other? Yes. Great. Uh, and Juniper, given that they are now moving into it, I believe you roll damage on them now. So yeah. you can go ahead and do that. And I'm no longer invisible. Very true. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's 16 damage. If they oh, pass shit. the constitution save. Okay, well. You mean if they fail it? Eight. Uh, neither of them pass. One of them fails by one, so. Okay. Hachi yeah. Machi. Take 16, the one that passed. Yeah, anyone who failed eight. took, yeah, take They 16. both failed. One of them almost passed, but he oh, lost by one. Oh, so yeah, they, they, they take. That's a spicy meatball, yeah. uh, is what they would say if they could talk. Um, yeah. So it's, the moon is heating up, is what we're learning as yeah. we look in. It's like it's just sort of lightly up. getting them. Yeah. Yeah. Bam, new guys come in. They're, they're the lobster getting dropped into boiling water. You know, you, they know how hot it is. It was just yeah. weird when you like you can't see the moon and you kind of like forget what it looks like for a minute. Was that yeah. what Juniper was experiencing? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. She hasn't done it spell in a long time. That's true. <laughs> She's a little rusty. Well, yeah, when we're all, what does that their moon look like? What was that DreamWorks logo at the beginning of all those plays I've seen that Quinny hasn't? Oh, well, I remember that little boy, Bucky. Yeah. Back when we, were, when we were living in a castle raising collections of local families, you didn't really moonbeam so many people. <laughs> Stay away from no, my I, turnips. I, yeah. I moonbeam decidedly less people. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Juniper, we're so hungry. Could you grow us some plants? Nah. No. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> uh, good times. Okay, great. So um, Rope Belt is looking real rough. Um, okay. Uh, from from both the strike and being uh, blasted into uh, in, into the, the moonbeam uh, to a point where like uh, like flesh is falling away from from skull, uh, rope is falling away from belt. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really it's bad. But again, no no uh, visible reaction. Our, our Tom, weird question, but butthole be tracking this. Are they bleeding as they're injured, or is they it just are like not. dry flesh? Okay, is this dry? Some weird shit? Dry flesh is kind of slucking off. Um, they're not undead. Interesting. Yep, with a meaty thud. I think it and might then, be golems. I don't know what those are, but I've heard of golems. Admittedly, you guys do know what golems are because you had uh, that ex those experiences with Carmine Falstaff's Golem Army, uh, as well as his flesh crafting book right. that I believe uh, Alan picked up a long oh, fucking golems. time ago. Oh, golems! Juniper was thinking of the Lord of the Rings stage play. Ah, uh, yeah, understandably. No, no, this is, this is not is. the cinematic yeah. masterpiece. No, that stage not play. that Juniper. We're, we're not supposed to spoil that for him. There was yeah, a character named Gollum. It's not that much of a spoiler. What? There's someone oh, named Gollum? <laughs> Fuck! That's what kills your invisibility. <laughs> you yeah. got away with the Eldritch Blast. You don't understand, Juniper. He's, he's so attached to short characters. He's, he needs to see himself <laughs> well, represented. He didn't know he's short. See, Fuck that's the both he... of you. Shut up and fight. You know there's never been a tall person named Gollum. It could have been. It's a while in Waterdeep, tall Gollum just has a single tear for no reason. Oh, yeah, but that's the exception to the rule. His name's Tall Gollum. It's clear. Yeah. He just says to himself, you know, I think the only thing that could make me feel better is if I went and got a gold tooth. And then off he goes to the local crocodile dentist to get a gold tooth. The legacy is reborn. The mantle has been picked up. I was gonna he's say, back, baby. He's back as a different guy. He's not having um, a happy right. life once he gets that tooth, though. This is the beginning no. of a downward spiral. <laughs> no, particularly now that I've seen Avatar and I know about the cabbage guy. Like, I have so many ways to make this man's <laughs> life worse now. Um, 
<laughs> it's gonna get banned from Boston say it's gonna be bad anyway uh so um yeah uh just Queenie, you, with your indignance you are are ready to uh <laughs> to fight your way through the spoilers yeah. um and uh and kick some ass but yes you are familiar with uh uh flesh golems uh and i'm just scared i'm gonna mispronounce it so i'm just gonna be on edge the whole time just like i am around will just alternate who cares wisdom um, will but yes golem, so golem. <laughs> You are you're all collectively familiar enough um, from from your experiences with with Carmine and and from those to have a rough sense of, of what they are. None of you like have built one other than butthole kind of uh, with with right. the donker, um, but that was more of like a Frankenstein's monster situation. So like it's it's something I think that you're you're all aware of and you know is like animated flesh, but you don't really know too much beyond that. You unfortunately don't have like a monster manual's worth of weaknesses, like you know at at hand i mean sure. butthole knows their weakness it's hammers admittedly that's everything's weakness <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's why it's the best weapon yeah well, there you go um all right cool so that brings us to um them uh so uh let's let's deal with let's deal with the uh the posse that is at uh at the door first all of whom are now in Five of whom are now in uh, the uh, the light of the moon. Um, oh, lovely! But the sixth will just straight up step in. So I think we can just roll this damage all at once. Uh, but it is going for for butthole and is not paying attention to the light of the moon protecting him. So it just like it just it walks in and it's a slightly jaunty walk. Uh, so we're gonna call them Jaunty Jim. Jaunty Jim <laughs> just takes a jaunty step in, in into the. Uh, Dances into the moonlight, if you will. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll some saves, and Laura, you can go cool. ahead and roll some damage. Yep. It's 12 damage for anyone who failed, 6 for anyone who passed. All right. Radiant so, damage. Jaunty Jim gets a, uh, gets a, like, a nat 20. So that the jauntiness of that step means uh, that uh, he's going to take less. Everyone else failed. Yay! I am rolling... Below ten on every dice. Excellent. Uh, so keep it up. How much? How much damage was that, Laura? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. When will we separate rope from belt completely? <laughs> um, like now. He had ten HP left, so literally now. Yay! Um, don't you? You might want to hold action on that. Yay. Um, <laughs> what? All right. So. What happens Jaunty to Jim golems when they die? Only takes half. Uh, well, it won't matter because these aren't golems. Um, so, <laughs> what the fuck are these guys? Um, I'm glad you asked, Tyler. Uh, so, as uh, rope is is separated uh, from from belt, as the, um, uh, the the light of the moon just continues to shred, like stumbling uh, forward. Um, butthole, you're ready. You've got your toothy shield up. Uh, you've got your you know, solution to every problem primed and ready to go. Um, and uh, as it staggers towards you, you watch the the kind of like radiant moonlight energy um, just tearing more and more uh, flesh away from this thing um, to a point where it, uh, like the, the muscle around the arm that's kind of reaching for you um, falls away. And all of a sudden uh, from under it, um, a, a gooey black tar 
uh, fires forward um, like a uh, like a spear, um, just kind of coming out of, out of this thing. You see its whole body lurch as this happens, and as it does, uh, you see kind of almost a, with with a, a bit of a revulsion that its uh, its flesh flesh and musculature uh, aren't necessarily fully attached uh to it they almost seem to be floating a bit uh as though this this tar substance is uh underneath it um for uh quinny and juniper i think maybe actually that's i think this was an allen fight can't remember um but reginald certainly recognizes this uh this is some of um archibald tingler's black goo okay, so everybody, was there yeah i think yep. everybody was there. yeah um yeah. so the oh, uh, the, the, the spike launches the launches forward uh towards you uh what is your ac right now 23 for butthole 23 fuck man okay let's do the thing uh man Nothing above a 10. Um, so the um, it slams against the shield. Uh, you feel the, the impact um, strongly. That said, as it does, uh, and it's exposed to the, the light of the moon, um, it recoils. It, it quavers um, and recoils and kind of quickly whips back uh, inside the, um, uh, the, the, the dead dwarf. Um, and, uh, on his move action, uh, well, he moved to get up, up into combat with you. So he's stuck there. So that's him. Um, but, uh, he is no longer rope belt. He is something much worse. Um, cool. As for the other ones, uh, because you're standing in front of a door frame and they're all hacking in, they are really doing that. There doesn't seem to be any intelligence behind it. So it really is like a crowd trying to jam through a small door. So uh, the ones behind step through the moonlight and kind of like press into their uh, compatriots who further press into your shield. Um, I'm going to say there's two attacks. uh, Well, two of them are going to make attacks. Not that there are two attacks uh, against you. Um, That said, I'm also going to let you roll damage for your shield because given the press of bodies, I can't imagine that they wouldn't take like it's not an attack, but kind of whatever the spike damage from the the T Rex teeth that are on your shield is, I think you can just have for this. Because again, I can't really imagine a world where they don't take this from being, you know, jammed against it. Yeah, into it. Yeah. And I'm sorry, your AC again, man. AC is twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So two of them will hit. Uh, uh, they each take two attacks. Uh, one comes through from each. Um, so that is... Sorry, one moment. As I click dice. I, don't, I haven't rolled dice in so long for damage because you get <laughs> the gerbils at bay so effectively. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that is uh, eight from the first. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It is 10 from the first uh, okay. hit. And it is, Jesus Christ, three ones, so uh, five from the second hit. Wow. Is there like a reverse lottery or something I can enter right now? Because my, <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> real rough. Uh, so the two, uh, the shield usually adds a bonus 1d4 damage. So I rolled yep. a d4 and I got four. Four? Okay, amazing. Nice. Do you want me to roll it once for each of them if there's two? Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Or wait, Juniper, you're rolling once for all involved, correct? On Light of the Moon. All right, let's just call yeah. it one because you're not actively attacking. It just makes sense that this okay. is uh, the crush. 
Um, I also just like reducing unnecessary dice rolls when we can, so that makes sense to me. Um, cool. So they are like now impaled on your shield, reaching up and over um, to to kind of uh, slash. Like they're not fully impaled because the, the spikes aren't that long, but they are. The spikes are in their chest, so they won't take the damage from that next round. Uh, but they are easier to hit because they are currently uh, stuck to you. Uh, so that's those guys. Uh, then we have the six who were on uh, team. Uh, weekend at Bernie's um, and uh, they were starting to stagger towards the door uh, but with the revelation of Quinny Brownbarrow uh, they they turn and uh, all of them um, kind of uh, lurch toward you uh, at their their kind of uh, hobbling gait so Quinny they, uh, they they sort of rush in around you um, but they encounter the same problem that they did with with butthole which is like reasonably, uh, I think because you were kind of like beside the desk at that point um, and you've got a wall behind you, only three of them can can get up up close and personal. Uh, and they do. Uh, so they're each going to hmm. take uh, two attacks. What is your AC? 17. I think I'm going to get hit pretty good here. <laughs> well, Tyler, if I roll an eight and a three for all three of these guys, then no, you won't. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Uh, all right. So that's one hit, but I also rolled a crit fail. So we're just going to okay. say that that guy gets all tangled up um, <laughs> with, uh, you know, it's 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 tough puppeting a corpse. Uh, okay, third guy will hit with one. Um, oh, however, will you survive my room full of enemies who can't I mean, hit you? I'm, I'm the baby when it comes to HP, so that might be a real question. We'll see. All right, uh, so you take 11 points of damage from the, right. one, the one that gets through. Okay. Which would be, yeah, okay. Um, and then you have three more who are like immediately behind them. I think what I'm going to say for you, Quinny, is if you're looking to disengage and get out of this with non-magical means, um, you're pretty well stuck. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a disadvantage to disengage from these guys because there's just too many I'm, of them. You're I'm just surrounded, too yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, all right, so that's them. Top of the round. Uh, Reginald, you're, I think... Safe to say, Ryan, that he wouldn't be engaging in this further, or does the black goo change anything for him? Technically, I said he turned away and is letting them fight zombies. So nope. Ryan would love for him to have seen that to see what happens. But I think technically he just knows that there's not enough room for him to get past Juniper to join this fight close up, and the crossbow isn't doing anything, so it's better for him to cover the group's ass than anything else. So I think he's just focused. Yep. Fully, fully agree with that. Uh, He's got like the heel of one boot is tagging the back, like one of the wheels of Juniper's mm -hmm. combat wheelchair. So he'll feel if Juniper goes yep. and then he'll know to follow, but that's, that's it. So he's kind of holding in case sense. something comes up the rear. A admittedly, you, you found a lot more coffins than 12. So it's not a bad, it's not a bad play. Um, cool. Uh, so he's doing that. Uh, bring us to Quinny. You are surrounded by, by dwarves, undead dwarves that are not undead, but are. How dwarves. far am I from butthole who is on the other side of the moonbeam? This room isn't huge. I would say probably about, um, let's say 10 feet. Oh, super. Okay. I'm going to burn one of my two precious spell slots. It's <laughs> a warlock. <laughs> Uh, to cast Misty Step, and I would like to just turn into a silvery mist, pass through my enemies, through the radiant uh, light of Moonbeam, and appear uh, behind Butthole, and give him like a tactical like pat on the butt. Um, <laughs> and that's a bonus action, so I will 
fire off two Eldritch Blasts. Um, nice. I love that. I also just love, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for this particular move whenever like Kitty Pride does it, where there's just like a swarm of enemies and then you just disappear and they all fall <laughs> on each other in a stack. It's always, it's always a treat. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that you patted him on the butt because you're short. Uh, yeah, because I'm small. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing like this. I'm like high five yeah. level, right? But it's just on his like. Yeah, it's normally thigh. where the SWAT yeah. guy taps you on the shoulder. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's just yeah. tapping you it on the on the took haunch. Took me a second to be like, oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a low five. It's a high five for so Quinny. Up to the butt. Yeah, yeah. you guys um, uh, actually just spontaneously became a volleyball team. Is what oh, happened okay. as a result <laughs> of that. That's super. That's it's just the law. Too um, bad we live in the land of permanently winter. It could have been beach volleyball. Everybody could have been shirtless. <laughs> Look, if you can defeat the threat of a car, maybe we can have a Top Gun montage. And that would be a real treat for the end of the season. So, like, work fucking harder. Um, all right. So, Quinny, let's, uh, speaking of which, let's see how those uh, Eldritch Blasts play out. I rolled a 20, dirty 20, uh, and a 19. Yeah. Uh, that, and I would, again, will... like to hit two targets. Yep. So, this will be Beardo and Broken Lamp, who are still the, the most aggressively in front of you. Okay, first one damage is four, second one damage is six, and they both get pushed back 10 feet. Okay, great. Uh, so that's four and six. Um, Laura. Hi. Given that they are being pushed through the moonlight, I <laughs> think it qualifies for another amazing hit. Uh, 14 if they fail. Seven if they pass. Well... I rolled a nine and a seven. <laughs> so they, they fail. Um, their bodies are, are thrown kind of back against the wall. Um, uh, they, uh, they, they slam kind of crumple to the ground. Um, and you see uh, Beardo's body um, kind of uh, crack and crumple uh, and start inchworming away. <laughs> um uh, broken lamp wow. uh, seems to be having a hard time figuring out what to do with all the broken limbs. Um, nasty. This goo is giving me like Princess Mononoke vibes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So that brings us to, that was Quinny. Um, that'll take us to Juniper. Um, who's in the moonbeam right now? I haven't kept track. No, that's totally fair. Currently in the moonbeam. I mean, I don't know how you could not keep track with all of these. With me pushing people in and out of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And all, all and my excellent names. And yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So currently you've got uh, eyebrows, rope belt. <laughs> <laughs> who is like goo rope belt now. Yeah. Um goo belt if you will. Um Tin Can Sam and Jaunty Jim. Of those, uh Tin Can Sam is looking pretty hardy in hail. But that may just be because I didn't actually math out the damage. No, I lied. Uh Tin Can Sam is looking rough. They're <laughs> all looking rough. No one Lovely. is looking healthy in hail. Um how far away is Inchworm? Uh, we said the room was 10 feet. Um, yeah. So from you, that's probably about 12. Uh, no, they're big. You got a big boy in front of you. Uh, let's say about 14 feet. Okay. Uh, so I can make it. Um, I'm going to keep the the moonbeam going. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I am going to go after the escaping uh, goo, yep. gooey dwarf dead thing, mm-hmm. goo, mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, strike it with uh, damages my blade. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How um, many other loose um, goo people, goo miners are there? How many so, G miners are there in this room? <laughs> Currently, there are three G miners. Um, okay. There is Rope Belt, who is still engaged in combat. Yep. There is Beardo, who is uh, currently inchworming away. And there's Broken Lamp, who is broken. Okay, got it. Um, the other ones are just still kind of these uh, mindless thralls. Cool. Okay, I'm, I'm going to um, use a spell slot to cast Divine Smite. Uh, Juniper, how are you getting over there? Are you misty stepping? Because there are a bunch of dwarves still blocking. Like the one that's oh, they're all blocking. Is, like, yeah, well, you've got like they're tight right hallway, up against butthole, butthole yeah. and Quinny are in front of you. Then the door is getting jammed by oh. other zombie and goo people. Yeah. yeah, if we wanted to do this like a, a, a deadly combat parfait, it's like you've got safe hallway that you're in. There's Quinny, butthole, shield, moonlight, circle with a bunch of dead dwarves in it. Desk with more dwarves near it, and then far wall that has uh, Inchworm and other guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, she'll misty step to get, uh, like basically like block its path and just like <laughs> hack it. I feel like there's there's an awesome like anime moment of like if all this is happening simultaneously, uh, Queenie misty stepping one way while you're misty stepping another, <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where you see each other in slow motion as you pass, and then um, yeah. you appear where he was, he appears where you were. Yeah. Uh, Reginald doesn't know what the fuck happened, and uh, <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, smite to your heart's content, my friend. Delightful. Okay, so I got to make attack. So I'm gonna do my two attacks. Uh, first one. Desmiteful. I hear you, Tom. I got you. I know you do. I just want to say it again. First one is a 23 to hit. Yep. And the second one is a 28 to hit. Yep. Um, And, uh, okay, okay, uh, okay. I'm just going to do regular damage first. (laughs) Uh, And it'll be two-handed because I ain't holding other shit. Just holding damages. Just holding damages. Uh, 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 okay, well, that's four regular, so just four, like, slashing damage, mm-hmm. and five slashing damage on those, and now the Radiant. Two, four, t- uh, twelve... Uh, so that's 20 radiant damage on the first hit, uh, and then just two on the second one. Um, and two, sorry, two radiant damage? Yeah. On the second hit? All right. So In addition to that five slashing damage. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So that's 40 radiant, 44 radiant damage. Um, the creature, there, there's a, 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 a like, an undulating shriek uh, from from the goo as you you smash it with radiant energy. Excellent. Um, and it um, uh, you see the the like the the body bumps around uh, like when you're a kid playing the parachute game, 
um, where there's just like, you know, like spikes and bumps uh, of, of things moving mm. around um, as, uh, as, as whatever is, is in um, uh, Beardo struggles, uh, struggles to get out, uh, but seemingly fails, seemingly fails to get out, which is uh, open worth, for more stabby worth... stabby next turn. Uh, yes, I believe that is the technical term, uh, mm-hmm. tactically. Uh, Sorry, uh, slashy, slashy, my bad. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's a sword. You can do what you want. <laughs> I'm not your dad. Um, <laughs> but Juniper has disappeared, which means Reginald's held action. He turns around and he sees goo monsters fighting and time slows. And he just almost steps back into his own brain. And you can see like two Reginalds in the white space because his brain is very empty yeah, most of the time. It's mind palace. And it's just him being like, wait, is that the goo? We really need the goo. But wait, Reginald, what do we know about the goo? I don't know, but maybe we can negotiate with the goo. All I wanted was goo. Wait, if we get goo, can we leave? Uh, and I would <laughs> I would like to, Tom, because I, I am one of those weird hunter people, uh, I have advantage on intelligence checks to recall info about fey fiends or undead. I don't know if his dad's goo would count for him to try to remember what he knew about it. It's not any of those things, but um, given Reginald's paranoia and his his vested interest in the goo, I think it would be safe to say that we can you can spend some stress and Calvin ball this to, to be able. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn all of your stress to to make this this allowance, which is fine because you have two characters, so technically you have ten. So yeah, five yeah, goes away. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, you can you can roll. I say this like I'm giving you some great gift and you still have to roll the dice. So like, congratulations, you have a chance to do a thing. Yeah, I got a 26. <laughs> congratulations, you did a thing. Um, okay, so in terms of what you know uh, about the black goo, uh, unfortunately, even with a 26, it's not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, um, yeah. You're familiar with uh, how Grim Dark World uh, Archibald treated the, the goo, though, um, which was, I think... Almost like uh, like the the nuclear football, like it was uh, in an ornate, swirling um, like glass canister uh, with like a bunch of ornate kind of gilt gold around it, um, and uh, you could tell that it was it was kind of his like oh fuck button, um, which is part of the reason why you're so so desperate to have it uh, because if it's the thing that the scariest person you know uses for protection then presumably it can protect hard um you think maybe he spoke to it a few times uh but you're not entirely sure uh, and beyond it uh beyond that uh it is um unknown to the rest of a car like it's it's unfamiliar to you beyond that um and the black spider's horde also does not seem to have any knowledge of it like it's not like every general carries a vial of it around their neck or something. There just seems to be the one, the one canister. So this is nightmare stuff that his dad didn't trust. All right. So what we know about it was was dad always had it. Yeah, yeah. Dad didn't like us very much, but he didn't. He kind of respected enough to trap it, which is good. Okay, so we trapped it, and there's just two Reginalds having this conversation. Mm. Only now they're like on a beach in like lounge chairs. There's a little <laughs> umbrella over them. Uh, and they're just like, okay, so it's out now, though. And what do we have in the way of leverage? Well, we could feed it butthole, but then we could die. So that doesn't work. Uh, we could feed it the others, but then butthole won't heal us. And it's out. So our leverage is zero. 
It's the thing dad was always afraid of. Hmm. I need to do a check. I need to do. <laughs> uh, that's going to be. This is this a snap prayer, but for. No, no, no. This atheist. Is... <laughs> this is going to be. Brian's just playing a solo TTRPG now, like <laughs> Thousand Year Old Vampire, where he's just having a whole like emotional and ethical journey oh. just on his own. And the diet decides for me. He basically needed to do an intelligence test to see if the smartest idea was to stay and fight with the team, which it actually is, or if he gives in to his own innate cowardice and is like, good luck with the nuke, <laughs> and books it. <laughs> I rolled in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so he just yells, good luck, uh, and he's fucking gone. He's just taken off down the hallway with the flaming hammer. He's, he's booking it. Can I give Reginald one of my inspirations? To re-roll. <laughs> I've been sitting on two inspirations oh, since. Do you know if what? I give him one of mine as well. Pa- you pa- <laughs> here's where I think I'll sell, here's where I'll sell this. Yeah. Reginald has his own inspiration that could be used. But Reginald's courage has broken. And Quinny knows him better than anything else. So Quinny, what do you yell to inspire Reginald to bravery? I and will then use- see if Tom even allows it. Yeah. Yeah. And this, oh, I, 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 I oh, also no, I take this bargain. I, I have inspiration that I'd forgotten about on Reginald. I, I understand, but I, I think this devil's bargain makes more sense because, quite frankly, I don't think Reginald would have used inspiration on that role. Um, okay. This is also like we're venturing a little bit into Genesis territory. So, Quinny <laughs> and Juniper, if you're willing to burn an inspiration each to attempt to undo a critical fail, which is like, you know how dearly I love those. I know you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can do it for the option, but similar to the dice roll and to Ryan's point, it all hinges on what his his Freaky Friday friend Quinny can can yell to to convince him to turn <laughs> turn around. Um, yeah, I'll burn one. All right, Juniper, you're gonna burn one as well. Yeah. To, yep. Okay. Oh yeah, it's already gone from my sheet. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's do it. So I, I Quinny has something to say to him, beginning to bail. Um, Quinny just looking over his shoulder, just like you know just quickly checking, making sure we're okay back there, uh, sees Reginald begin to take those first few steps, uh, <laughs> and, and he'll say, uh, um, uh, he'll say, uh, hey, get back here. If this cause, if you run away, I'll come after you. And you know I'm not above that. <laughs> so what's scarier to And Reginald? I'm faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, what's scarier to Reginald? Uh, well, see, this is why Quinn? I think it just has to be a re-roll of the dice. Because Reginald's reasonably confident he has better odds of taking Quinny than he does the nuke. Mm-hmm. But... Still doesn't seem like running into the dark hallway is the smartest thing to do, though his fear is telling him to do it. All right, so let's go for it. Give me that roll. Okay, there we go. See, that's fine. That's that's like a, a 24. So all, all all you see, Quinny, was him go, good luck. I was talking to the other guys. Uh, and he's just going to book it and shove you aside and just jam his way in beside butthole to start fucking wailing with this fire hammer because now yeah. it's do or die time. Yeah, I'll bet you were. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell if he's yelling at this the, the like goo or at you. It's it's a whole mess. Oh, Quinny takes it personally. Quinny says, fuck you right back. <laughs> That's why you see him hitting with a hammer, hitting with a hammer, kicks you in the shins from front, hitting with the hammer, hitting with the hammer. 
All righty. And that's how you know that you truly are the freakiest of friends. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D U M B, D U M B, D I C E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Mithrian. Garbo Ape. Locke. Sam Schaefer. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta. Out.